Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. In our recent Mamma Mia Votes survey, many of you asked a very similar question. Is voting for independence good or bad? Is it worth voting for independence? Is a vote for independence a wasted vote? Whenever an election comes around here in Australia, we're always told that voting for an independent is a wasted vote, that they hold no power and therefore cannot affect any real change. But is that actually true? With this year's list of independent candidates shaping up to be the strongest yet, today we look into whether a vote for them will change the political landscape when the dust settles on May 21. The 2022 federal election is shaping up a little differently from those of the past. There are a stack more independent candidates, mostly women, who are challenging Liberal MPs in inner-city electorates and giving those who vote there an alternative to the major parties. Australians frustrated by the infighting, bullying, accusations of sexual misconduct, the rorting, pork-barrelling and alleged corruption of the major parties could turn that resentment into a vote for a candidate who doesn't have to hold a party line. Liberals Tim Wilson, Trent Zimmerman and Dave Sharma are all facing real threats from independent candidates. While Labor and the Greens haven't been able to capture the hearts of those electorates in the past, these independents may be able to not just grab those who would normally vote for those parties, but also peel some from disenfranchised Liberal voters too. While independents of the past have struggled to run against major party candidates who have war chests full of cash to back their people in the community at election time, this time around, some of those going it alone also have someone in their financial corner. For example, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg is facing a challenge from paediatric neurologist Monique Ryan in his Blue Ribbon Melbourne seat of Kooyong. She is one of the Climate 200 candidates, a group of independents whose platforms are to back decisive science-backed climate action. Originally funded by Simon Holmes Accord, son of Australia's first ever billionaire, Robert Holmes Accord, it now has the backing of many local donors too. The only candidate outspending Dr Ryan's campaign in Kooyong is the Treasurer himself. Australian politics is broken. That's the problem. That's why we're here today. Australians are generally a positive people, yet engaged Australians are deeply frustrated that we're not making progress on the issues that matter. We are frustrated that so often our government is found to be either lying or incompetent, and sometimes both. 
We have a government more interested in winning elections than improving our great nation. We have a government that seeks power without purpose. We are frustrated about climate inaction. We are frustrated about corruption in politics. And we are frustrated about the treatment and safety of women. I wish it were possible for great candidates like Zoe Daniel, Dr Monique Ryan, Allegra Spender, Kylie Tink, Dr Sophie Scomps, to get elected with evidence-based policy and people power alone, as democracy should be. But if an independent citizen is brave enough to stand up against the party machines, even if they can raise a million dollars, they're very likely to be outspent two to one, as Zali Stegall was in 2019. The political parties are Goliaths, and they have rigged the game. That's Mr Holmes Accord speaking to the National Press Club back in February. But while they may now have the funds to play in the big leagues, one thing tougher to overcome is perception. We've been told that a vote for an independent is a wasted one, that unless you back a major party, your vote will not amount to any real change in Parliament because they don't hold the power. Jane Hume is Senator for Victoria, Minister for Superannuation, Financial Services and the Digital Economy and Minister for Women's Economic Security for the Liberal Party of Australia. Jane, what do you say to the statement that a vote for an independent is a wasted one? Do you agree? Decisions get made by political parties and anybody that thinks that they could make decisions on their own is kidding themselves. And it's an extraordinary level of hubris to suggest that you know best for everybody. A political party represents lots of people from different parts of the country. A decision made in one part of the country might not be beneficial to people in another part of the country. And that's what political parties do. They sift through opinions and ideas, benefits and gains for some and losses for others, and come up with the right solution for the majority. Whereas an independent can't do that. More importantly, an independent can't actually introduce legislation unless the government gives them the opportunity to do so. So they can't come up with policies that are then pursued by the majority of the parliament. Only the government can come up with policies and only the government can make decisions. What about the idea of voting along party lines? That even if, say, maybe your constituents don't agree with your government's particular stance on something, or that maybe even you yourself don't fully agree on your government's own stance on a particular issue, but you do have to vote along party lines, independents say that they don't have that pressure. Would you say that that is an issue? There are always decisions that have to be made that are difficult in politics. And sometimes your government, your party, makes a decision that you might not personally agree with. But there are two elements to that. One is that if you don't agree with your party's position, you can argue that out in the party room with your colleagues. You can test your ideas in an environment where people won't agree with you, but they're your friends that won't agree with you. Politics is really all about persuasion, the power to persuade. So you can be persuaded one way or the other, or you can persuade your colleagues and your party. But the other thing is, again, you know, not any one person has the right idea all the time. And I think it's really important that you listen to other people's ideas and understand how your ideas affect people at the other end of the country. Now, if you're representing your constituents, 
sometimes that can be really difficult because your constituents want one thing, other people want another. In the Liberal Party, certainly, and in the coalition, we have a principle that allows us to cross the floor if we don't agree with our party on the basis of principle. Now, it's a big deal to cross the floor because going against your party is, is a difficult thing to do. These are people that share the same ideals and principles as do you. If you have a particular issue that you are passionate about and you feel you cannot vote for it, you can cross floor. Whereas other parties don't allow you to do that. Uh, certainly the Labor Party doesn't allow you to do that. You get expelled. Senator, what about when you said that politics is about the power of persuasion, but we know that when people are trying to persuade each other, it doesn't always go well or nicely. And both major parties have been accused of bullying within their own ranks. How do we keep on top of that kind of thing when someone who is maybe in a little bit more of a powerful position tries to influence somebody else who maybe isn't as powerful and it does step over that line? How do we keep that in line amongst major parties? In politics, there will always be some things that you win and some things that you lose. That's just the nature of a democratic process, and it's something that we should value. There are occasions where the conversations get robust, certainly. Is it bullying? No, it really isn't. When we're talking about issues and policies, that's politics. That's what we're here to do. Now, independents can safely say, well, that doesn't happen to me, but that's because they haven't got a team that tests their ideas. That's what political parties do. They're like a filter for political ideas and only the correct ones or the better ones rise to the top. One of the independents being backed by Climate 200 is Allegra Spender, the daughter of fashion designer Carla Zampatti and former Liberal MP John Spender. She's contesting the seat of Wentworth, currently held by Dave Sharma. The seat was held by former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull ahead of his resignation in 2018, which triggered a by-election that was won by independent Dr Karen Phelps. Dave Sharma then reclaimed it for the Liberal Party at the 2019 election. Allegra, we heard from Senator Hume that running as an independent takes some ego to think that you alone have all the answers. How do you respond to that? Look, I think for me, independence is about representing your community rather than your party. And that's what I'm really seeking to do. I look at the community. I'm standing as an independent in Wentworth. It is one of the most socially progressive seats, you know, electorates in the country. It is very environmentally focused and it's also very business focused. What I'm seeking to do is actually represent the community values and the community perspective. So that's the real difference, I think, versus trying to represent a party's perspective. I'm not standing for this so I can get a bigger job and be a minister and or anything like that. I'm standing on because I want to represent the community. So I think that's some of the real difference, I think, versus as some people who are really in the party and, and really looking for their own futures. What about the fact that as an independent, you can't introduce legislation without the OK from the government of the moment? Does it feel like independents are a little bit toothless in that way? Let's just look at the last parliament. Zali Stegel has put together a climate bill that has support of the Business Council of Australia, the ACTU, community members. She has put something together that would depoliticise climate change as an issue and actually be good for the country and community really supports that. I think that's a huge achievement and she's put that forward. And so you look at Helen Haynes has put forward a federal integrity bill that again has wide support across the judiciary and, and legal experts. These people are putting together as independents, they're putting together really valuable legislation and are very close to getting 
seen that debated and passed. You look at Karen Phelps, for example, who was an independent in Wentworth before. She put together Medivac bill that got critically ill asylum seekers and refugees off Nauru. That's as an independent, she made that enormous difference to those people's lives. And so what I think that independents can do is they can actually put forward bills and legislation that the community backs. At the same time, they put pressure on the government of the day and the opposition of the day to deal with issues that the community really cares about, like climate and like integrity. And so that's the difference I think that independents do. They can put forward legislation, they can really put pressure on government, and finally they can vote on what are the issues of are most important to their community. You compare that with a backbencher in, in the Liberal Party or, you know, the Labor Party who basically has to follow the party line regardless of what they personally might think or what their community might think. You know, they're the ones who are truly toothless and don't put forward, you know, the sorts of legislation that I think that these independents have. What about the statement that we hear often that if we had a lot of independents in Parliament or if we had a hung Parliament where a minority government has to be created by whoever has those amount of seats that can make it happen, that then nothing gets through, that legislation gets holed up because of all the different voices who need to be brought in to vote on it. Look, I'd say that, you know, Australia has a strong tradition of having minority government and gets a lot done. I mean, New South Wales is currently in minority government. That parliament's still moving absolutely forward. You know, the Senate has not been held by one either party for a long time, and still we get a lot of legislation done. And, you know, whether you, you know, support Julia Gillard's policy areas or you didn't, that time of our most recent minority government where Julia Gillard was in power from a legislation point of view, was there was a vast amount of legislation actually passed during that government. So I think that the point is if you've got independents who are trying to make things better, and that's honestly why I'm standing. I've spent the last, you know, 12 years running businesses and what gives me joy is trying to make things better. And so I'm there to make things better and I'm a real builder and a listener. And so I will work very constructively and very pragmatically with whatever government's in power to get outcomes that are best of the Australian people, but really represent the true values of our community, not just the interests of the party in power. Allegra is correct in saying Julia Gillard's government was a successful one from a legislation perspective. Despite being a minority government, relying on the crossbench for support, when you consider the length of time she was in power, her government has the highest rate of passing legislation in Australian parliamentary history. Bob Hawke came in second place. And with the successful legislation moved by independents in recent years, we can see that the age-old independent is a wasted vote isn't really true. The choice, as always, is now in your hands. You just have to decide who most supports your political ethos, major party or not. And if you have any more election-related questions that you want us to look into, please email us, thequickie at mamamia.com.au or hit us up on social media, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Jacob Round.